This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good afternoon, good day, and good night. Welcome back to Team of Our Lives, the only and best Northeast-based football podcast. That is as great as Jonathan Woodgate, with more flair than Robert Perez. Doesn't really work. And has a derriere like Jeremy Aliadier. Today is the long-awaited episode in which we count down the undisputed top 50 players of the Northeast. In an episode we are calling The Andy Gray Report. Ooh, topical. Uh, We could think of no finer guest when it comes to making lists within the realm of niche football podcasts. He has recently interviewed footballing legends John Salako and Greg Halford. Please welcome to Team of Our Lives, Jack from The Lover List. For The Lover List. For The Lover List. Sorry, I've got a lisp. Not, not, not <laughs> for the, <laughs> the Lover Lists. <laughs> it's a very different podcast. Yeah, for The I Lover Lists. I don't even call it that these days. I just call it FT Lull because it just uh, it's a bit of a handful. But it is, yeah. it is. How are you doing? You're right. Yeah, good. Thanks, thanks for joining us, and um, hope we're all well, mate. Thanks for coming on. No problem. All right, and you're you're an Arsenal fan, which is a good decade in the noughties, I, I assume. Yes, yeah, the, the best decade uh, by far from what I've seen. Certainly better than this rubbish at the moment. <laughs> well, as a United fan, I, I do I do sympathise, and uh, I suppose we all do really, because Harry is a Portsmouth fan. Those who are happier, to- that's exactly why we do a podcast in the North East. It, it is what it is. Um, Harry Hansford, how how are we doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad, sir. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, so this episode is all about the top 50 players in the North East over Christmas and the New Year. We kind of released them on our Twitter um, a shortlist. It's now up to us three to decipher, basically in order, the top 50 of all time, uh, finishing off with the top 10 and the top five naughty players of all time. It's a universal decision. You don't get a say. It's us. We're the experts. you got to listen. you got to eat it up. Um, but if you do disagree, you know, at Team of Our Lives on, on Twitter, let us know. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We've how do we get on finally making our lists, champs, and ranking our players? Very difficult. Yeah, I found it very hard. I've, uh, I've changed it a few times. There's still some that I know probably aren't in the right place, but it's locked in now, so it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, so between the three of us, um, towards the end of the episode, we will have to decipher a universal top five. So we all have to agree on the top five. We have our own individual top fives, um, but we will then have to kind of work as a team and uh, basically make the team of our lives the uh, five-a-side team. There we go. Nice. <laughs> of the noughties. Um, but Jack, you've not been on before. We've been on your podcast, FT Lol, over the uh, Podmas period. Um, so with all our guests, we start with the same first three questions. Uh, so number one, who is your favourite footballer of the noughties? Yeah, so that one's easy. My favourite football player of all time, Freddie Lindbergh. Okay, I was expecting Arsenal fan to say Thierry Henry, Robert Perez. Um, okay, explain yourself. So when I was sort of first getting into football, Lundberg was just the man scoring every week. Um, and I think that, that goal that he scored against Chelsea in the FA Cup final just really got me. And of course, the red hair. Who could forget the red hair? Every red nose day, used to get the spray paint out and put that on. And yeah, I just think he was very underrated as well. And when I first started playing 11 aside, I was a right mid as well. So naturally, he was the guy that, that I'd look at as well. So yeah, Lindbergh. There we are. Interesting answer. It was a goal he scored against Juventus, where like Bergkamp done all yeah. the um, swivelling and stuff, and then he'd like lob the keeper. Was it against Juventus? Yeah, we, yeah. we could do with a bit of that late runs into the box. No, for sure. Absolutely. Okay, next. Um, who do you think was the most underrated or underappreciated footballer of the Norses? I'm going to go with Guti. 13 Spain caps. Never made an international tournament for Spain. Um, I, I don't think he was ever in sort of the, the Ballon d'Or nominations reckoning or anything like that. And, you know, when he did eventually leave Real Madrid, I know he's a bit older, but his only sort of offer was in the Turkish league, whereas a few of them like Raul and Vanistua and stuff, when they left, they got quite good offers. And yeah, I just thought Guti was an absolute baller, should have got way more caps. And that's that's kind of how I'm viewing rated, uh, how, how they get picked by the national team, how many times they get in their sort of team of the year and, and stuff like that. Fair enough, yeah. Definitely, definitely underappreciated. I never really saw it was all the rage with him. I just saw him as a box standard midfielder, to be honest. But um, I've, I've been proven wrong by many a YouTube clip and uh, yeah. other guests we've had on. I think he's come up before. Okay, and finally, who are you inducting into the Robbie Savage Hall of Fame? I think I'm going to have to go with Emmanuel Abue. <laughs> yep, he's already in there. He, yeah, he's the one that sort of going to games at Highbury and mainly at the Emirates probably caused me more pain and grief than anyone else. And also, I just think he's so much of a clown that I, I struggle to think how like he would be a professional footballer. I guess maybe you could say it's good for the dressing room, but I'm not so sure. Mm, absolutely. I think... Yeah, I can't say I saw ever so much of him not, not being an Arsenal fan. I wasn't ever looking out for him. Obviously, he's had a couple of situations where, you know, he was subbed off and or subbed on, then subbed off and then had a few embarrassing performances. But he, he had a fair few caps for Arsenal, though, so he must have been doing something much. Yeah, he's probably not the worst player of the noughties, but yeah, just uh, one that I've seen up, up close a number of times. Probably the worst one I've seen live regularly fair enough well a justified selection because uh he's in that he's been he's been in there before i can't remember who else inducted him but he's definitely in there might have even been us um so before we get into our top 50 i kind of want to understand from you personally because this is these lists are personable um obviously jack you, your football content and audio content and podcast is all about niche football lists and stuff um so when it came to the top 50 naughtiest players of all time 
what was your criteria for this list? What were you looking for? What separated the best from the worst? Um, part of it, I always look at longevity as quite high. So if they've been performing for like the whole 10 years, then that's definitely coming into it. You know, trophies one is is going to come into it as well. And, and that kind of includes individual. And then just how good of a player I thought they were. But there's certain players on this list that are lower down because of how well they did in the 90s and the 2010s rather than the noughties. So I've strictly looked at the noughties period. So, yeah, there, there might be a few odd ones in there, but I'm just pretending anything between January 1st, 2000 and December 31st, 2009 is, is the only football that we've ever seen. And I think you've well, it, it, that out. Yeah, oh, 100%. That is, that's all what's ingrained onto our minds. That is the matrix to us. That is, that is the reality. Um, yeah, good. And Harry, same question to you. How did you decipher right from wrong, left from right, well, good from bad, savage from Ronaldo? With a great difficulty, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of going into trying to work out what, what they did during that time period. But a lot of it just came down to how like my initial reaction to them uh and like my memory of them and like how they influenced me at, at that time and I was, I was trying to put myself back and try and remember who it was that I love to watch and why really yeah fair enough so for, for my criteria it's very similar to uh, Jack's to be fair um yeah I think it depends on longevity is a big factor um, trophies won as well because you know you could argue Lee Trundle had a very good noughties but he was in the championship most of his career wasn't he so it wouldn't quite be the same uh, trophies won and I'm looking for um, what's the word a bit of panache if that makes sense something that made them stand out um, whether that be a trademark skill move or a type of goal or maybe they could do it all or maybe there's something they've done it all at such a young age and then kind of pieced it off. Um, or maybe they've done it for multiple clubs, something that was theirs and no one else's, something that made them them. I think that's what I'm looking for as well. Um, we should probably mention now that Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo are not going to feature in this list because I think the 2010s was very much their decade for one, although they both won lots of trophies and noughties as well. But I think it's quite nice to do a list when they're so heavily featured in every other list of all time, yeah. whether it be 442 Magazine or some other football podcast or talk sport, it's always them to hear about. It'd be nice to remember some of the people who probably deserve more recognition if it wasn't for those two people. So that's the reason why we've left those two out. Um, I've left Ryan Giggs out because I completely forgot he existed. Um, otherwise, he would probably be near my top 10. So again, forgive me because of that. Um, any other players you were surprised were not on, on the list, champs? Uh, Nesta, I think. Yeah, fair enough. But it's a pretty solid list, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, I, do you know what? I, I had one I wanted to bring up, and it's just uh, it's completely left me. Um, but it's it's very much uh, looking through the list that uh, we've sort of put together on Twitter, and that I realised there's a lot of names that we mention a lot of. So it's very much a uh, Team of Our Lives list, isn't it? I'll say this is the Team of Our Lives Oscars. Maybe that's the way I should like reframe the episode name. But, um, but yeah, this is an Oscars that will only happen once, I, I imagine. Um, but yeah, Nesta's a good shout. I think it, it was between him and Maldini for me. I thought Nesta was maybe a bit 90s as well. Mm. Um, that's the only reason why. But there we go. Um, should we start the top 50 then, Chance? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go around uh, between us. We're going to go from 50 to 41 in this section. Uh, we're just going to name the player um, in that position and a little bit about them. So maybe we might have uh, we might have completely different ideas. So I'm, I'm uh, looking forward. Uh, so Jack is the guest. You can go first. Who did you put in uh, 50? Who's who's 50? So my 50. Given what you said about trademark and something that stands out, I think this guy is going to be higher for you. Base Rogerio Seni. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think that's fair. Fair enough. Not as not as 
high as you would imagine on my list. He'd be coming up in this top to, in this uh, section anyway. Um, the, a lot of people don't know who this guy is. He's yeah. Well, no, <laughs> he is. I think because he didn't play in Europe, I think he doesn't get the plaudits he deserves. But he's had one thousand two hundred forty-nine caps for Sao Paulo, a one-club man. In the same way, Totti is for um, Roma, for Mark Noble is for West Ham. He is Stephen Gerrard for Liverpool to an extent. Um, he is a one-club man, and only because the teams in South America that doesn't give it any more of a, you know, um, it's not any less important. But what his, as you said special ability or his signature move is that he's the highest scoring goalkeeper of all time uh, with 129 131 goals I've got down here and in 2005 he was Sao Paulo's top goal scorer he was a goalkeeper um, took free kicks took pens and was a good goalkeeper he, he won the World Cup with Brazil in 2002 was um, back up to Tafarel but uh, yeah it, I can understand why he put him 50 can't be arguing with that, but yeah, fair enough. And uh, Harry, 50. yeah, so um, he was almost my fifty, but we'll see him in a couple of numbers. I actually, and I know Ollie's going to be very upset with me for, for starting with this, but I actually uh, started with Hasselbank at number fifty. Um, okay, mainly because like sort of the latter part of noughties, he was playing for like Borough and like Cardiff and teams like that. So. Uh, I just felt like maybe, you know, it's, it was good. It was a good benchmark to start with, really. Mm, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, Hasselbeck, Premier League Golden Boot winner, of course. He never won a major trophy, as I said, said the other day to you, Jack. Um, but yeah, what I did like about him is that he'd done it for the little teams and, yeah, and, sure. and for Great Chelsea player. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Chelsea, part of that massive, magnificent league squad. Um, so guess who I'd put 50? And automatically looking at his list, I know he should be further down. Um, but that, I think that's just going to happen. I've put Michael Balak. Um, controversial. Look at the faces. They don't agree with that. Uh, Champions League runner-up. Won the Bundesliga three times. Won the Pokal three times. Won the Premier League with Chelsea. FA Cup three times. Uh, World Cup and Euros runner-up. Uh, what he done with Leverkusen was nothing short of a miracle as well. Um, thoughts on that? I've got him super high. Yeah. Oh. He's pretty high on mine as well. I think. The thing is, I, I think I bumped him up as well from my original <laughs> uh, The thing is, for me, is that everyone on that on that list has done just that little bit more, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, you, I could arguably swap him over with Hasselbank or something like that. But um, yeah, I think he's done, he's done just as much, if not, Fewer things yeah. than others. I think pretty much his whole career was the noughties, though, because I think from 2010, I think he won the, the league with Chelsea, but he basically went off the face of the earth after that. And before 2000, he did a little bit, but not, yeah. not loads. So, yeah, I'll, that's kind of part of the reason I've got him higher. Like he's, he wouldn't rank in his career as high as some of the players that he's above but just for that noughties period I can't Fair think enough. of anything he did outside the noughties yeah it's a good, it's a good point to be fair play okay uh, 49 Jack uh, just one above Harry I've got Hasselbank 49 fair play fair play we've spoken about Hasselbank already uh, so Harry 49 uh, pains me but if you're only Portsmouth player on this list I've had to put a 49 I've put Sol Campbell there how um, dare you? How do you, how could you do that to your man? Every every podcast you reference <laughs> when Sol went up and lifted the FA Cup. Every yeah, podcast, even, even I've got him higher than that. Yeah, I know. I just I was just struggling where to fit him in and looking at some of the other centre backs on the list, and I, I was just like, oh, sorry, Sol, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to have to uh, put you there. And uh, part of that is is just because like. The potential of a man was was way better than the output of a man. I, I think it, it, it in his career, um, but yeah, it, it, it does upset me to put him there because he obviously is probably the greatest Portsmouth captain of my lifetime. Right, so 
Yeah, fair enough. Um, and we've spoken about it so much already on this podcast. Um, but yeah, he elevated that Spurs side and then with Arsenal won two Premier Leagues, four FA Cups, one of which with Portsmouth. Great player. Um, I've gone for Pablo Aymar, number 49. Um, one of my favourite players in the Northeast. I think, again, goes very much under the radar because he he was a crucial part of that um, Valencia side that won the league double with uh, Rafa Benitez at the helm, uh, won the UEFA Cup, the runner-up in the Champions League as well, and uh, was always in the Argentina squad too. Um, and yeah, that's no, no uh, mean feat. There we go. Uh, 48, Jack. 48, Anelka. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, Premier League. A couple of FA Cups. I think what I like about Anelka, Man City, Bolton, Chelsea, Fenerbahce, Liverpool, PSG, Real Madrid. He just wherever he went, we discussed it in the last podcast a little bit, but wherever he went, he kind of got the goals and done something. Um, so yeah. he, could, he could adapt to the players around him. Yeah, I, I do think that's an underrated thing that often people say that's a bad thing when, mm. when people are moving about a lot, but yeah, if you can do it every club under every manager, it just proves you're a top player. But that's probably another one where I feel like potentially his peak was at Arsenal as a 18, 19-year-old, which was in the 90s. And then even at the back end of his career, he was pretty good at Chelsea. And that was late noughties and yeah. 10s. Top, uh, top goal scorer. One year, 2009, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. He turned it on. Or everyone else just shit that year. One of the two. Um, Harry, 48. Yeah, so I'm just a uh, one up from you. I've gone for uh, Imar here. Basically. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. And I've gone for Hasselbank. So we've, it's quite funny. We've managed to group that little, um, those few together, to be fair. So, fair enough. Um, 47, Jack. Imar. <laughs> I'm all really yeah, yeah. yeah. spoken a bit about him already um, so move on to Harry Rogerio oh, I see yeah sorry I thought you said Leroy Sane I was like he's not on the list Leroy he's, Sane. he's number one <laughs> fair enough so we've, we've spoken about Rogerio Sini um, I've gone for Henrik Larsson yeah uh, 47 um 242 goals in 313 appearances just for Celtic, 434 career goals, which when you have a look at some of the top strikers when they go through this list, most of them haven't scored more than 250 career goals. Mm. Um, so maybe I should have put Larson a little bit further down. Um, won two La Ligas, Champions League, Premier League, a lot of Scottish Cups as well. Um, yeah, potentially should have got lower. Yeah, it's a difficult one to, to rank because it's the Scottish League, but then Scottish League was better back then and it obviously took him to, to UA for Cup and stuff. But yeah, I think I'm, I'm probably a little bit biased anyway as a Celtic being my Scottish team. So yeah. Fair enough. Fair I've enough. A bit higher, not massively, but yeah. There we go then. Okay, 46. Yeah, it pains me to say this one as well, but Sol Campbell. Oh, is there any, any one Sol Campbell remaining? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Harry, forty-six. Uh, again, you're gonna you're gonna be upset with me if I put him here. I've uh, put Janino here, basically. Um, How just, dare you? That's yeah. That's I know, I know him, and I know I know he's from that sort of great Middlesbrough team, but no, it's not it's not that Janino. It's the yeah, so, I was going to say, I was ranking it on the Leon one. Yeah, oh. so it's the Leon one. Oh, I'm going to get confused here. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, that's why then, isn't it? All right, you're going to have to stick in there. <laughs> it goes can, now. Yeah, I can what understand that. Apologies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. If it was the middle of Virginia, yeah, I would have put it 46 as well. Let's be clear on that. <laughs> um, I've gone for Van der Sar. Okay. In 46. Um, what he's done with Fulham, amazing. And was arguably for two million quid the bargain of the century to Manchester United transformed that whole backline of Evra, Vidic, uh, Ferdinand, Van der Sar, just helped us win leagues again, helped us win the Champions League. It's, it's, and for that alone, as a United fan, 
just he warrants his name being in this top 50, but obviously quite high up. Um, he's been in three team of the years as well, so I can't think, doesn't think that goes, uh, like it should go a fair amount as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jack, your 45th. Yeah, my 45th is Van der Sar, so goalkeepers. Ah, uh, there you go. Traditionally, I, I don't rank them as high. Um, so, yeah, it, it does feel a little bit weird putting them in here, but I just, I don't normally give goalkeepers the credit with some very rare exceptions. Fair enough. Maybe some rare exceptions coming a little bit later on. Uh, Harry, 45. Uh, just quickly, because there's a few, uh, only a few goalkeepers on the list, I've maybe ranked a bit higher than maybe would have. Um, just sort of try and keep them in order of yeah. But yeah. Uh, again, you're not... It, Again, I think I'm going to get a bit of an angry reaction, maybe. Um, but, but mainly because I, I just weren't too focused on the Italian league drawing the Nortes. I've put Rui Costa here because I wasn't... I just I, I just didn't see too much of him and it wasn't really where my focus was, really. Yeah, fair enough. I can kind of understand that a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, did win two cover Italias with Ace Milan and with Fiorentina. Only won one Serie A title and obviously won a Champions League with uh, Ace Milan as well. But um, yeah, he was, he was, I suppose, the late 90s he kind of developed. I think Rui Costa is a bit, he's got cult hero status, really, because yeah. he was the main man at Fiorentina with Baptist Stuta. And Ace Milan, you know, he often came off the bench. He was well known for smoking 40 a day. You know, he had a face like a dry tea bag. Cool, doesn't it? Like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, um, but he's just he's just cool. You know what I mean? He's got a cool name. Yeah, yeah. Him and that Portugal side, him and Figo on either side, um, or playing number ten. It's um, it's magnificent, really magnificent. I think. Um, but that's really Costa. Forty um, fifth, I put Nicholas Anelka. Spoken about him. Uh, so Jack 44 another goalkeeper Petr Cech fair enough fair enough I've got him a little bit further down Um, yeah yeah. go on explain your reasoning it's it's sort of the goalkeeper thing again um, I think a lot of these to be fair are I really am looking at that naughty bit and going what was Cech's career highlight 2012, he was, he was a monster that year. And I don't think he really played for the first three or four years of the decade either. Which well, he did, yeah. A little, or he did, but it was like a... That run. Not, not in prominence, yeah. So that that sort of plays into my reckoning as well. But I'm looking at the one, the one after that and thinking, oh, maybe he could be a little bit higher. But yeah, that's... That's where he's landed for me. Fair enough. Um, yeah, bought by Chelsea for six million in the you know, four or five season. Four Premier Leagues, five League Cups, three League Cups, and a Champions League. Had a clean sheet percentage of sixty-eight percent in his first year. Um, I, I'd said probably one of the. He's definitely up there with Van der Sar for the bargain of the decade. Mm. Um, certainly, uh, Harry forty-four. Yeah, again, just because I'm. Uh... Weren't really focused on the league too much, so uh, I've put in. Um, I'll find again. Yeah, I'll put in uh, Lam. Basically, just I weren't. It's not. I'm, German football has become a thing of mine recently, and last like three or four years. But before that, I, I had not, not much idea what was going on over there. Fair enough. Yeah, I think it's mainly the 2010s, where you know, up until the World Cup, where he won it in 2014, is probably his most yeah. prominent. But he was doing well back in the late noughties as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, eight league titles he's won, uh, six pericles, World Cup, and the Champions League. Um, I've put Clarence Seedorf 44th. Blimey, um, <laughs> mine, mine is a lot, a lot <laughs> <than> <laughs> again. But I'm the thing is, Jack, I'm using your logic here because he'd done this a lot of his work in the 90s. I mean, but yeah, yeah I do yeah. get what you're saying. His longevity was in the noughties. Um, he had 432 appearances just for AC Milan. We were saying earlier about you know some goal scorers don't 
get over 250 goals. You know, a lot, if you ever look at most players, they don't get over 400 professional appearances, let alone for AC Milan. It's in the AC Milan Hall of Fame as well. Uh, it was briefly at Inter, uh, a couple of Champions Leagues, you know. It's a well-known quiz fact, you know, the only player to win a Champions League, three different teams. Um, yeah, absolute legend, scored some fantastic goals, very underrated player as well, I believe. Um but yeah, 44th. <laughs> Sorry about that. You're right, though. 90s, he was, yeah, Madrid and Ajax. And I, yeah, maybe it's just it's just one of the best midfielders of the last 30 years, I'd say. I do. He's he is definitely one of my favourite. I think if, if we're doing like a cult hero top 10 mm. of the noise, I think he'd probably be in that. Um but yeah, I think, yeah, realistically, I really should have put him lower. But there we go. Um, 43, Jack. This player I found very difficult to rank. Uh, it's David Villa. Oh, criminal. Criminal. So I'm going to I'm really this. rate him as well. This is how far the page is of mine. I have to turn the page. That's how, that's how far down he is for me. <laughs> um, so, actually, I was spoiler alert, David Pierce is in my top 15. Um, but, yeah, expect, go on, Jack, you, you say what you need to say. Uh, just, I remember him at Valencia. He's very good at Valencia. But when I do think of David Villa, I do think of him probably in that Barcelona that Pep side winning the World Cup in 2010 when he got in crucial goals and I, yeah I feel like he sort of I know he was playing before I feel like he jumped on the scene about 2006 or something like that so half the decade's gone well, it's a bit it's a bit hypocritical because there's a player <laughs> that you've already mentioned that is quite similar in terms of when they started coming to prominence and what they did Fair in enough. their career. Fair like, enough. Well, uh, as I've already said, he's, he's a lot lower down on mine. I'm, I'm going to prove you wrong, but we're going to have to wait until we do our uh, top 15 to do that. Um, so, Harry, who have you gone for 43rd? Uh, I swear I'll put Henry Larson. Henry Larson, fair enough. We've spoken about him. I've put Miroslav closer here. Um, don't know what you think of that, but uh, yeah, longevity, I suppose this is his prime. Um, 137 appearances for Germany 71 goals which is a very good return highest goal scoring person in the World Cup 258 club goals which I said he would have thought closer would have got more than that yeah. uh, potentially but that's I think that's why I put him high up the list because he for as long as he's been around I would expect a lot more goals uh, at club level but he's won yeah. the World Cup he was featured in that famous Germany German World Cup team of 06 with Podolski and uh, Balak and stuff. It's a weird one because he's he's won the World Cup. He's the World Cup top scorer ever, but I didn't really rate him that much, to be fair. <laughs> out, of, out, of, out of all these players on the list, he's probably one of the worst. But, but we haven't he's got come some to be a, massive, yeah. massive well, accolades on there. So. Yeah, it's true. We, we haven't come to him yet on your list, have we? Fair enough. He's not um, far off. Oh, okay, we'll come to it. Uh, so, 42 then for you, Jack. 42. Oh, this is where certain people will uh, really come for me on this one. <laughs> Didier Jogba. Ooh. I suppose you don't know how many Chelsea fan listeners you get. Um, well, we did an interview uh, a Guardian journalist who's quite a prominent Chelsea fan. Um so if we've uh, spread any uh, our fan base to that lot, you might be in trouble. But uh, yeah, don't worry, we won't tell him, we won't we won't tell him your address. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, did he drop it? So I've got him not too far away, but very far away at the same time. Again, didn't score like he scored two hundred ninety-seven career goals, which is good. I think that I think if you're a top top level striker and to be remembered in this list, I think you've got to be touching three hundred. Four Premier Leagues, four FA Cups, three League Cups, Champions League. Um, he is the highest uh, scoring Premier League player who's not English. 
Um, so he's got that going for him. A lot of those goals in the noughties as well. Done well at Marseille for a season. Yeah, and he makes your uh, first 10. So um, stop to Civil War. The last <laughs> yeah, and he recovered from malaria in about half an hour as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, okay, we'll, we'll speak about Drogba a bit later on, potentially. Harry, who are you going for, 42? Uh, so, strange enough, I've put uh, Miroslav closer here. Okay, so grouped together. I've put Roger Rossini here, a goal-scoring goalkeeper. Um, so, we go straight to 41, Jack. Janino, the Leon one. <laughs> not, the, not the middle one. But, you know, I I really like the Middlesbrough one as well. To be fair, but I I like Janino. I, I love that Leon team actually. That was one of the the cult teams of the two thousands for sure. Yeah, they won they won seven back to back league titles just in the noughties, uh, which mm. PSG haven't even done. I think they've done five uh, all around that. But yeah, you have Janino, Benzema, Ben Arthur, Grosso, Coupe in goal to to Lulin. Uh, Diara, we talk about the Middlesbrough one. It did, I completely, it just didn't even enter my mind that it wouldn't be him. I was just like, oh, he's, he's, up, he's on the podcast, he's, he's, he's mentioned literally every episode. Like, Ollie's just chucked him in there because he loves him. And that's literally what I was. <laughs> when we, when we, we'll get to Janine in a bit. I've not got him long down the list, but we'll, we'll talk about him. I think because, spoiler alert again. The goal return for strikers is important. We just said then, I think, to be top, top level, you need to have at least 300 career club goals or around that. Drogba, 297. Juninho, in the midfield, Baron, he was centre mid. He's got 198. Yeah. That's, that's bloody impressive. For Leon, Yeah. yeah. It, it's not, yeah, he was an instrumental to their Champions League. Anyway, we'll get on to that. Uh, so my 41 was Sol Campbell. So I, I I put Sol Campbell in the highest position out of all three of us, um, which takes us into the 40 to 31. Uh, yeah, so, sorry? Uh, what do you have in 41? Yeah, so I'm going to upset a few people again, I think. Um, but I've put Shevchenko here. Um, mainly, again, as I say, like, wasn't really watching Italian League, so my, my sort of part... Yeah, knowledge of him was mainly that, <laughs> at Chelsea. That's in Chelsea, so that, that's simply why. Yeah, fair enough. I had uh, him about there, and then I I bumped him up. Yeah, I know bit, he should probably be up a bit, but I just well, well, I, I have that you know that knowledge for myself and about yeah yeah I just didn't feel comfortable trying to speak about him at a higher level. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I because I I had him in a similar position to you guys, and then I bumped him up. <laughs> Just because I did a bit of research, I forgot he won the Ballon d'Or in 2004. Yeah, 343 career goals, so he's very much in the threshold of top striker. Yeah. Do you know how many how many Serie Ah oh, titles he won? I think just one was it? Just the year one, he won yeah. the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, exactly. They, just that one. Milan side didn't win Serie A titles; they just won loads of cups. Yeah, they so won the. Top, they were, they the were a bit like. Bit like Liverpool around that time, just the League Cups, FA Cups, and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, so yeah, I think he uh, he did win the FA Cup and League Cup with Chelsea, to be fair. Um, so yeah, so we're on to forty to thirty-one now, Jack. Yeah, speaking of Ballon d'Ors, Michael Owen. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, this so, is probably another one like David Villa that's quite hard to rank. Yeah, I thought the same too. He's, he's a couple down. I'll mention him in a minute, to be fair. But what, yeah, won the Ballon d'Or, last Englishman to do so. For England, he had a pretty good record, to be fair. 40 goals and 89 appearances internationally. A lot of those, you know, this was, this was Pico in time, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, 158 goals and 297 appearances for Liverpool, um, which is actually a pretty good goal return. It's like 1.6 or something per game, uh, goal ratio. FA Cup, League Cup, just UEFA Cup, and won the Premier League with Man United. So, you know, done it all really to a certain extent. Harry, 40th. Yeah, so again, going to piss off some Chelsea fans here, but I've put John Terry here. Um, I just always felt like he was a bit of a prick. 
No, everyone thinks John Terry's a prick. Have you seen those fucking NSTs he's been doing? No. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand this whole. Right, I don't. Okay, I'm, I'm going to try and use my legal prowess at the moment. So, if you don't uh, NFT, it's like a artwork piece of yeah. artwork. Essentially, that's online. You basically pay for the rights to have to as, as ownership. You basically get a receipt for it, and then you can it goes up and down in value, and you can use it as tokens and tickets for stuff. Again, a lot of this stuff goes way over my head. So John Terry has created his own NFTs. But one of the first ones I saw on Twitter and doing the rounds um, was an NFT. He does it with like former players and stuff. So oh, he, made yeah. an, he made an NFT of uh, his former teammate, William, uh, as a monkey. <laughs> and it was the most classic John Terry... I don't mean to be racist, but came across very racist thing you could have done. And what's what's worse is that someone had to buy that for a lot of money. It's and it's never it, that's never going to go up in value, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Apart from maybe in the EDL. So. <laughs> 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 like, it's yeah. Anyway, that's uh, John Terry news. Um, I've got a lot further down, so I know. No, I don't actually. Um, so. Uh, John Terry, 717 appearances just for Chelsea. So that in itself, longevity comes into that. Very impressive. Yep. Five Premier League titles, five FA Cups, three League Cups, Champions League, and also, you know, uh, was solid for England as well from an international and biased perspective. Um, again, upset Chelsea fans. Uh, or maybe not. Hernan Crespo, I've put here. Okay. In 40th place. 272 career goals, which uh, again, I think that's, yeah, I think you can probably call yourself top class. Uh, won Premier League with Chelsea and he won free Serie A with Inter, not with AC Milan. Um, so he had a more prominent career with Inter. Um, I never liked Crespo as a player because he always scored against United. Um, technically very good. He was just a he was an English striker in the Italian league. It's the best way to describe it, I thought. Um, but yeah. Uh, 39, Jack. 39 is Miroslav Kloster. Fair enough. Mentioned him already. Harry, yeah. 39. Yeah, I've, I've, again, might piss off a few people, but uh, I've put uh, Zanetti here. Again, just don't have the knowledge of Italian football to discuss him much further. Fair enough. I think uh, Jack's going to have a lot further down. I'm assuming by the look of your face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I can, I'm, like you, when you, when I look at his like the length of his career, I can I'm definitely I know against what I was saying when I said earlier. Like I found it so hard because I know there's players I should be putting in better places, but I just it's, it's just not. Just please don't tell me like you're number one to me. Pet a check or something. Uh, the way it's going. Uh, no. Got to give Fair the goalies some credit. Yeah, it's true. I'm trying to put goalies in a, you know, somewhat decent, because I agree if you put goalies as a hard one to try and rank, but I tried to fill them in some, somewhere. Mm. What's she said? Um, right. Uh, Kind of discussed him as well. Uh, Harry? Yeah, it is where I put Nicholas Nelka. Um, because yeah. I, I sort of mentioned earlier, I've got a lot of love for Nelka in some ways, and uh, as sort of, uh, sort of spoke about last week, and in some ways I can't stand him at all, but you can't deny the ability to do it wherever he sort of was. Yeah, I think I think that's he's got. If you, I can't think of a single other player that's been as consistent as he has at so many different variety of clubs, like whether it's in Turkey or Fenerbahce or a mid-table Bolton side or a title-winning Chelsea team. Um, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um, where are we? 38. Oh, I've got Michael Owen. Spoken about him. So 37, Jack. 37, quite possibly a top five 2010s player. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah, this is this is the one that 
Mm. I thought would be the most controversial. Yeah, that is pretty controversial because he's he is. I've just seen where he's in my thing, and I've had to turn two pages. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's that is. We'll get we'll get to his like on a little bit later on. Yeah, uh, Harry, I've put my quote in here as well. Uh, oh snap! So just hello, you put him one ahead of me. Yeah, it's just that as we spoke earlier, it's like beginning of his. If if he sort of sustained at the beginning of his career, he would have ended up higher on this list, but just couldn't quite see there. Okay, absolutely. I've just seen the name I've put for 37. This is 37. Um, and this is the one you guys are probably going to get annoyed at me. What? So I've put 37. Fabio Cannavaro. Okay. <laughs> I feel guilty. Yeah, he should be a lot lower down, but I've got to stick with it. I've put my head at John Terry. Um, <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. That I would ridiculous. I would have Nesta above Cannavaro though. Fair enough. I, I really rated Nesta. Right? No, no, so Nesta's quality. Um, so yeah, Fabio Cannavaro, uh, last defender to win the Ballon d'Or, World Cup winner, part of that legendary Parma side as well. Two of the league titles: Real Madrid, Cover Italian, Serie A, um, Player of the Year twice. Only defender to do that, I believe. Um, yeah, so it's family of Cannavaro for me. Uh, 36th, Jack. Uh, Cannavaro's Palmer teammate. I think he was Palmer teammate. Hernan Crespo. So we've yep. already spoken about him. Already spoken about him. Harry? Um, truly, I've got a snap this time because I've, I've got Crespo here as well. Well, hey. Uh, yeah. There we go. given earlier. Fair enough. Uh, 36th. That's Jack, 36th. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that, that was. Chris. Oh, shit, sorry. What was I doing? Oh, shit, it was Chris. Was, your... ha- yeah, Harry, sorry. It was just. It's Chris as well. So it's yeah. me, isn't it? That's, yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, folks. Uh, that was, it was uh, John Terry for me. Okay. Uh, 35th then. 35th, just a proper cult hero, this one. Raquel May. Yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, no. Boo! <laughs> you know, no. <laughs> I got confused there. I think, because actually, I've, I've not got him too far away. But, um, yeah, what a player this guy was. Um, every man's favourite underdog. Three times Cup of Libertadores with uh, Boca Juniors, which you know, is their equivalent of the Champions League. Uh, won the league three times at Boca as well and helped that that immortal Villarreal side to um, so unlucky not to win a league really uh, mm. two Champions League semi-finals did the likes of Marcos Senna Ayala Sorin uh, Diego Forlan uh, just, a, just a great great team that one um, and he was the beating heart of that team it's a shame he never came to the Prem Um but yeah, absolutely. He's just, just so graceful to watch. Just magnificent. Magnificent. Uh, Harry, 35th. Yeah, this is where I'll put Dan Um Again, a lot of similar reasons. Like, uh, as Jack gave. Um, things, but uh, just, like I say, I think my, a lot of his success sort of came later in the decade or uh, a little bit later than that. So even... Fair enough. I'll I'll prove you both wrong. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, I put Shevchenko. Who we've spoken about. Uh, 34th. 34th, I've gone with Henrik Larsson. Uh, the Celtic bias is potentially coming through a little bit there. But, yeah, he took, took that Celtic side to almost UEFA Cup glory. Against yeah. what was going to be the Champions League winners the year after against Porto. So, yeah, 34 for me. Absolutely. Fair play. I think that's, I think that's a fair place for him. Harry? Yes, where I'll put Raquel May. Okay, fair enough. Uh, this is why I put Rui Costa. 34th. I think you're going to be shot by my 33rd place. Um, but, Jack, I'll let you go first. 33rd is David Beckham. 
Sacrilege. Sacrilege. I can see. I don't need to be upset with that. But yeah, I just I, I do I do rate him really highly actually. But I don't know. Spending like a few years out in America. It's, yeah, it's him a little bit. It, did, it did tarnish it, although he did retire with PSG. Um, 719 appearances, so he's definitely got the longevity. Captain of England, uh, 115 caps, so he's got longevity there as well. Six Premier League titles, not many players have that. Two FA Cups, Champions League, only the one La Liga title. So, did the Galacticos really work? It's probably an, we should probably do that episode at some point. Yeah. Um, and was runner-up in the Ballon d'Or, uh, 2003, I believe. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's yeah a lot higher up on my list. But, uh, yeah, understandable. Uh, Harry, 33rd. Yeah, so I'm getting to some sacrilege right here as well. Um, <laughs> I've put... Uh, I've put you, you, you've done that a while ago. You put Sol Campbell, yeah. 50, whatever it was. Yeah, wow. I, I, did, I, I knew if I, if I had to do it by heart, he would have been, like, number one and you would have, you know, hated on me. So I, I wouldn't have hated on that. Done. Um, yeah, so I've put Poyol here, um, basically. Um, I know, looking at some of the players above him, I know you could definitely be higher on my list. But, yeah. Yeah, Carlos Puyol. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, 682 appearances. I, I would have thought he would have had more club appearances than that, personally, when you have a look at a few other names on this list. But 682. Yeah. Um, six La Liga titles, two Copa del Reyes, three Champions League, a Euros and a World Cup. Um yeah, I think probably you should have put him a bit lower down. But there we go. There we go. Carlos Peel. Absolute legend. Awesome, Captain. Captain Caveman. Although, what you're probably going to say the same thing about my one. So, in 33rd, I have Rivaldo. Okay. I Because I had him... I had him about 11th or 12th. But, as I said before, I've, I've massively dropped him. Because I feel like he did do a lot of good stuff in the 90s. So I, I don't hate where you've put him actually. I think I'm very reflection. I'm very surprised that you put him there, though, Ollie. Yeah, no, I'm surprised at myself as well. I think going back to what Jack was saying earlier, like a lot of his stuff was in the nineties. He won the Ballon d'Or in ninety nine. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could easily put him in the top ten there, couldn't you? Like what? I, okay, what I like about Rivaldo is that he kind of made the Olympiacos side. He went to a random team that. And he made them mm. famous in, in essence in the Champions League. He scored overhead kicks for fun. You there's, there's highlight reels on YouTube of him just scoring overhead kicks. Um, some of them were insane. Um, the one against Real Sociedad was just when he chested it, bited it from outside the area, just insane as well. Um, and here's another thing he wasn't always a striker, but he's got 377 career goals. Mm. World Cup yeah, winner as well. He's very underrated, I think. A lot of people talk about R9 and Ronaldinho, even Romario, more than they talk about Rivaldo. But he was was kind of the perfect foil for for all of them in a way. Absolutely. I think he kind of tarnished his legacy doing that stupid thing against Costa Rica, holding his face when the ball hit him in the knee. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He won the World Cup, so he's the one with the last laugh, I think. Um, Mm. Fair enough. Okay, so 32, Jack. We'll roll through them a bit now. Uh, I've got Rui Costa. Fair enough. Spoke about him, Harry. <laughs> Again, sorry to Italians, but I've put uh, Cannavaro here. Cannavaro there, no worries. Um, I've got Petr Cech. Um, so thirty first, Jack. Thirty uh, first, Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole. Ashley um, Cole. <laughs> Cash- oh, yeah, fair. Enough. I suppose yeah, you've got a. Uh, Ask Fair enough reason. Um, he was a deadline day signing, which it is today as well, of course. Uh, yeah. moved. Um, you've got, you got William Gallas in return, mate. So, you know. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's got, so Ashley Cole's got the most trophy returns per minutes played in the noughties with three Premier League, seven FA Cups, uh, one League Cup, Champions League, and a Europa Cup. Uh, most, What's that? Um, so, I think that's in the Premier League. So in yeah, in the Premier League, it's got most most trophy returns per minute, which is incredible. So he's a bit lower down on my list. Um, England's best ever left back potentially. Well, definitely at one stage was arguably the best left back in the world. Um, and he was English, which is a rarity. Um, yeah, fair enough. Harry, thirty first. 
This is where I've got uh, Michael Ballack. Yeah, fair enough. And this is where I've got Juninho. Um, I was in. I was absolutely in love with <laughs> which one. Yeah, um, I was absolutely in love with Juninho. Uh, as I said earlier, probably for me the greatest free kick taker of all time. Um, exactly 100 goals for Lyon, <coughs> with whom he won seven league titles in a row, um, and 198 career goals. Um, which for a midfielder, if you're scoring over 100 goals, and he was dead centre midfield, um, mm. I think that's very impressive. Um, so, Jack, uh, we're going to talk to the top 30 now. So, 30th. 30th. This is where I've got Carlos Puyol. Fair enough, Carlos Puyol. We've spoken about him. Harry? Uh, this is where I've put uh, Seedorf, basically. Seedorf, yeah, we've spoken about him. You know, if it were talking about the 90s, it'd be higher, wouldn't it? But... Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, this is where I've got Didier Drogba. 30th. Criminal, criminal to some extent. Um, so we go to... Jack with 29th. I'm going to upset you here, Ollie. Reed Van Nistelrooy. No, this is not upset me too much. If, if it started with a W, I would have kicked off. Um, but yeah, no, you've, you've not upset me too much. Rude Van Nistelrooy. Yeah. Yeah, it's just deadly, but. Well, I don't know. It's weird. He actually did really good at Real Madrid, didn't he, as well? But it just doesn't it doesn't feel like yeah. it feels like a Man United. Yeah, so he actually only, he, he only to three hundred and forty nine career goals, which is yeah, I think over three hundred yeah, we said about the three hundred threshold. Two Eurovisi titles, Premier League, and he won the one Premier League, one FA Cup, one League Cup, um, and he won two league titles with Madrid. So he actually had a better return for trophies uh, with Madrid, yeah. to be fair. Um, so, yeah, I think, to be fair, yeah, I'm not that annoyed. I think if we're being kind of equal about this, that's probably not half a bad place to put it. Um, you're going to be very annoyed with my one. But, Harry, who have you got 29th? Uh, Van der Sar. Van der Sar, who we've spoken about. Uh, I'm, I'm going to wait for the eye rolls here. And, again, I slightly regret putting him. This is where I've put Raul. <laughs> hands on his face hands on his face and oh. I don't you know what Jack I don't blame you for doing that I, I want to slap myself as well there we go um, okay but I'll, I'll give you my reasoning for this everything that he'd done at Madrid was amazing everything he'd done in Spain was amazing but as soon as Cristiano Ronaldo moved to Real Madrid he took all his records uh, pretty much most of them um, so Raul 404 career goals, four league titles in the noughties, three Champions Leagues, um, one of which in the noughties. And he won the poker with Schalke. Um, five La Liga Player of the Year. Ballon d'Or are up. He still has the highest appearances for Real Madrid with 741. Um, he only played with Spain up until 2006, so he missed out on the, the Euros and the World Cup. Um yeah, I'll concede I've probably got that one wrong. Because how can you read that yeah. five, even the five La Liga player of the year? I, I didn't realise he won it that much, but he just, even though Real yeah. Madrid didn't win La Liga every year, he was just getting consistent. I think the consistency of him, even even at Schalke, like winning the Apocalypse, Schalke's no main big. feat as well. That's with, um, do you know who the manager was at Schalke then? Was it uh, Felix McGaff, was it? No. Current Manchester United man, Ralph Ragnick. Oh. Okay. There you go. Um, no, I'll, I'll concede. I, I don't know. I, I, I think if I, had more t- if I had more time to contemplate, I would have put him at least in the top 20. Um, 28th then, Jack. This one I'm going to have to explain myself. Roberto Carlos. Okay, oh, I've not gotten too far away, so go on. I just, I just don't rate him as highly as a lot of other people in terms of how good he was as a a left back, really. Um, and 
even though he's part of that fantastic Galacticos side, he was, well, he might have been the sixth or seventh best player or whatever. He's obviously iconic, but he was never anywhere near the best player in his team, like a long, long way down. And that Galacticos failed a little bit, didn't it, when Beckham got there and stuff. So he had a really good three or four years. And then after that, wasn't wasn't really a top player anymore after about two thousand and four. Uh, I reckon after about two thousand and six to be to be given his due course. I think he's underrated personally. I think he's one of the greatest left backs of all time. Um, particularly a lot of his work in the late 90, mid to late nineties as well goes unrecognised. I believe. Yeah. I, I know obviously this is naughty based. Um, but nine hundred and eighty five appearances overall, nearly a thousand appearances at club level. And 117 goals, um, which for a left back and for a defender, when they weren't so much attacking, um, give credit where it's due. Um, 527 appearances for Real Madrid, four La Liga titles, three Champions Leagues, a World Cup, two Copa Americas, and a partridge and a bloody pantry. Um, so, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. No, but yeah, I've not got too far away, so I can't really say much. Uh, Harry, who's 28 for you? Uh, I'll put Maldini here because he just. Sort of feels like a 90s player for me. Okay, I can understand that. Considering that, I think I'll put him quite high considering that. Yeah, yeah. I had him super, super, super high and I dropped him to a more, what I feel is a realistic level. Okay, he's in my, he's in, he's in my top 15, so he won't speak about him just yet. Um, I've got Zanetti here, Javier Zanetti, uh, 957 career appearances. So he's got longevity, uh, one club man pretty much with uh, Inter Milan, five Serie A titles, four Coppa Italians, uh, Champions League, UEFA Cup. Didn't realize how many appearances he had for Argentina, 143, yeah. um, which is just insane, isn't it? Uh, absolute captain, leader, hero, immaculate hairline. Just he could, he could play anywhere on the pitch as well. That's the thing. Yeah, amazing player, absolutely amazing player. Uh, twenty six, no, twenty seven. Sorry, twenty seven. Now I I do rate this guy super highly, but I do feel like a lot of what he did was in the nineties. So Cafu comes one after Carlos. I I do I do like Cafu a lot more than Carlos, but. Yeah, I think Cafu started what in the early nineties really. I think he won he won the World Cup in ninety four. So yes. you know, by probably similar to Carlos by as you say, uh, mid two thousands, two thousand six maybe he he wasn't quite the same player after that. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you somewhat. I've got him a lot lower down for transparency. Um, he only had like close to 500 club appearances. He, although he was around for a long time, he wasn't always starting. Um, what I do like about him, though, is obviously he's, I think he's regarded as one of the best right-backs of all time on his day. Um, but he won the Serie A with Roma um, yeah. in, in, the, in, the, in the early, early, early noughties and was part of that magnificent team and then uh, went on to win the Champions League uh, with AC Milan. So he didn't have that many club appearances, but still 142 appearances for Brazil, which is insane. Obviously, two World Cups, two Copa Americas, noughties, um, 90s. I think he's he's definitely worthy of the top 50, if, if not top 20. Um, but yeah, but fair enough. Um, Harry, 27. Yeah, exactly the same. Again, it's just, it feels very 90s for me. You're a cafe as well? Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I've gone Patrick Vieira. Again, you could argue there's a bit of a. Uh, <laughs> I know the, the Naughties winning like captain. You're a United fan, isn't you? You're such a United fan. <laughs> yeah, you're a Porto fan. You put fucking Sol Gamble 15 yeah, so. yeah, but... <laughs> um, you know, it, Again, we spoke about him a lot before. One of my favourite players to watch, elegant, tall, had flair for a tall man. That's interesting to me. Um, three Premier Leagues, four FA Cups, four Serie A's with Inter, Champions League, Cup of Italia. Uh, World Cup Euros winner of France and as I'm reading this out I realise I've made a mistake um, but yeah a lot of his work was done in the noughties I do think he'd done a fair amount in the 90s as well though. I think that's the only reason I'm yeah. going to put him there 
so Jack, 26. 26 is Rivaldo. So I think, as I said earlier, I'd had him around somewhere around my, just outside my top 10. But realistically, he did a lot of his stuff in the 90s. So just looking at purely at the noughties, uh, he did his little tour of every random country and <laughs> club in Europe for most yeah. of it, which is good for him. But yeah, I struggle to justify putting him much higher than that. Fair enough, fair enough. Harry, 26. So looking at it, I feel like I've made a mistake, but then I've, I've remembered why I put him in. So uh, I've put in Iniesta here. Um, and I remember why. It's because... He pissed me off big time. <laughs> so when I was living in when I was living in uh, Trump, scored, the, scored the winning goal in the World Cup. Yeah, because no. yeah. when I was yeah, but that wasn't naughty. That was uh, well, yeah, it's the end of the decade. Well, this, is, this is even more recent. When I was living in Chongqing, he was uh, very much rumored to be coming, and I was very happy. I was going to uh, be going to get to see him week in week out, and he went to Japan instead. So I've literally, I think I literally did like my 25 down, 25 up. And I was like, missing a spot. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to shove you here. And I, I think that is literally why he's there. Otherwise, no, you should be a lot higher. But that was why. Yeah, fair enough. Well, we'll get, we'll get on to him a little bit later on. I've put Roberto Carlos, 26th. Um, so we go to the top 25. I don't know, Jeff, has it? I must have missed that. Red card. Hi there, it's Ollie here from the future. It's to tell you that this is the end of part one of the top 50 footballers of the noughties. But do not worry, because part two is available right now. Yes, you don't have to wait another week or any of that rubbish. You can listen to the top 25 footballers of the noughties right now. And it's full of absolute debate, debacle, arguments and everything you can imagine uh, from a debate as big as this really. Uh, we've also got Deal or No Deal with Jack and we open a panini packet in this part two as well. Um, so go make a cup of tea and then get on Spotify or wherever you listen to this and straight away you know what to do. Uh, get involved in the debate on Team of Our Lives and of course let us know on Twitter um, who you think should have made this list and who your top three would be. So until next time, sayonara and see you in part two, available now. Team. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.